everybody, welcome to the Twistcast, the official podcast of the Twisted Cape. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right, guys, what's going on tonight? So before we delve into our big topic for the night, I uh, just want to touch quickly on some news that we got either this week or about a week and a half ago now. It, so Fox has a few more X-Men movies that are coming out between mm-hmm. now and basically when Disney takes control. Okay. Um, so the news this week was basically that some of those release dates have been shifted. Hmm. Um, so Deadpool 2 was originally supposed to be coming out in June this year. That got actually moved up to May. Yeah! Which, great, we get Deadpool sooner, but at the same time, it's going to be premiering now two weeks after Infinity War comes out. So, thoughts? What's, like, is it, they're, they're basically competing with Infinity War now. Is that the smartest move for them? Why do they do that? I mean, that's tough, right? Because Infinity War is huge. It's the culmination of, like, 20 films, something ridiculous like that. But Deadpool is Deadpool. I mean, I think that movie's going to be it's still going to be massive. It's still going to break in a lot of money, but I feel like by moving it up so close to Infinity War, they're going to maybe diminish that a little bit. I think the bigger question is, why did they pick that date? Exactly. Like They know that May 15th is Infinity War. They've known that for, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. Like That's been a solid date for a long time now. So why did they... Well, I actually think Infinity War is May 4th, but that's still right in that release window. You're going to, I mean... You're pulling a lot of people away. That that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's 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 Fox's uh, last fist up the butthole. I was just about to say that. it was Fox's last fuck you. It yeah. could it could be, but to the tune of two point whatever billion dollars that you're about to get, I, I mean, I kind of take that one on the face. So then there's uh, another big one that got moved. So we have New Mutants, which was sp- set to come out. This April, they've actually done quite a bit of marketing for it already. Seen plenty of previews for yeah. it in Marvel movies up to this point. So it got pushed from April of this year to February of next year, which then brings up the question Whoa. of with this nine month shift, actually more than that, 11, 10 month shift. Is it going to hurt the movie in the end, especially now that they've done all this marketing so far for it? Now, see, I wonder, are they going to reshoot or further handle effects or something in that time. Like, if, if they're improving the quality of the movie and they pushed it back for that reason, cool. But if there's any other reason... I can't imagine that, though, because they, they were basically set to go at this point. They had a solid release date and everything. I thought so, too. So, wait. It, it's it's still Fox, correct? At that point, it'll still be Fox. Yeah. yeah so, so. It's, it's not like Disney is going to be handed over the rights to new mutants and be like all right well we don't like this about the movie we're going to be doing some reshoots so it's not like they're pushing it back for that reason no fox still has what four or five x-men movies that are coming out between now and when disney officially takes the reins yeah yeah something like that so it's nothing like that so Hmm. i I can't imagine it's for reshoot purposes so it just begs the question as to why they push it so late yeah that's that's kind of strange and like that wasn't that movie set to come out in April? Yeah, oh, it was like April 11th or something like that. Yeah, so what? Yeah, that's weird. That's I, I think I think I got it. Oh yeah, Oscar season, guys. <laughs> uh, the day we get like the it's not a posthumous like award, like an actual award for a uh, a comic book movie. We did though, Suicide Squad. Oh, got God. the Oscar so, for costume makeup. and design. Oh my God! You hear that? That's the sound of my eyes almost rolling out of my head. <laughs> but oh. you, you have to admit that Suicide Squad had some pretty good like costume design pieces. Like, 
Yeah. Like, um, but is that really what you want? From, I mean, true. Like, you don't want an award just for costume and design. You want something for more than that. But like, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, that that almost it feels like a cheap award. Uh, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All the respect to costume designers, by the way. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like Killer Crocs wasn't CGI at all. He was all makeup. That's practical, and and I do respect the practical. Speaking of which, uh, if I could get that Thanos fanny pack at some point, <laughs> costume designers, I'd be in heaven. Thank you so much. The Infinity Fanny Pack. Hell yes. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it, do, it does look good, but but back to the matter at hand here. Like, I don't understand how. Like this benefits Fox because Fox knows that it's kind of out the door with mutants. So why would you hold on to that property even longer? Cause you know, you have uh dark Phoenix. Is that this year? Yeah. That's like October or something. Yeah. So why? Like it's just baffling. Yeah. That is, mm, it's very, very odd to huh. say the least. So, all right. Well, aside from that conundrum, yeah, let's. Uh, what else is shaking up in the DCU? Let's, let's hit the uh, the the big thing of the week here. We want to talk about um, the DC universe, the movie universe, and um, the absolute mess that it is, um, and it really shouldn't be. So we're we're gonna bring up a couple points tonight, and because well tonight, whenever you listen to this, we're gonna bring up a couple points, and. We will express our displeasure and provide a potential solution. So if I say I don't like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then Jesse may say, just take the jelly off. Oh, I love peanut butter sandwiches. They're great. So we'll we'll try and uh we'll try and toss some things around. So what if we do something like I don't know for every every piece of material that we talk about, we give it shit house rating. So it's either as shit house messy as uh, a person's bathroom at home. That's that's clean. Um, an Applebee's that's kind of dirty. A dive bar, which is Ugh. is pretty 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 bad. That's a terrible idea. All right, then then for the dirtiest. You got truck stop. Oh, you got truck that's stop. So gross. You got truck stop shitty. So that's that's what I'm gonna be going by tonight. And I just wanted to let you guys in on that. So all right. And the, the shittiest part of the night we can call the porta potty section. Oh the, my god, ooh. yes. Yeah, well I don't know, man. I've been in some pretty clean porta potties. I've never I been in a clean uh, <laughs> truck stop bathroom. Yeah, I've never seen a clean truck stop bathroom. Uh, I have a, f- a fresh porta potty, a freshly deposited, non-touched porta potty. Excellent. So, not that bad. All right, <laughs> stop that nonsense. <laughs> we'll jump straight in right at the beginning of what we'll call the the DC EU is what I've heard it referred to online a lot. Shit uh, <laughs> and we'll look at Man of Steel, top to bottom. I think that movie, it was okay at best, uh, harmful to the character at its worst. Yeah, the worst part, and I think the biggest reaction that most fans had to the movie was just how dark it was, especially for Superman, how just dark it was. Superman is not supposed to be this dark character. 
I agree. And I think that was part of my biggest problem. Like, he's kind of broody. He was, he's kind of a little bitch. I, I hate to say that about a character I love, but he was a little bitch. And I feel like that's a common theme throughout all of the movies that we'll be talking about tonight, is that they're very broody, which... Yeah, sure, they kind of are, but you kind of have Batman to take that reins, leave everyone else to do something else. Yeah, so exactly. I think I think what Zack Snyder tried to do with the characters is um, pretty much put the weight of the world on all the heroes' shoulders, and he tried to humanize them in that aspect where, like, if you were just a regular person, how would you deal with this, like, emotionally? So... I think that's really where he was coming from uh, as far as, like, putting the characters in in that kind of spot. And I, but I don't really think it worked, and especially because they tried to, they tried to rush character development. Oh, my and, God. And, you know, get them into a team-up movie. It just didn't work, it, and, and it didn't, and it isn't. So One of the things that I noticed about... I didn't notice it uh, in Man of Steel that I actually hated more than anything else was the fact that Superman kills Zod. That is the most anti-Superman thing that it a is. Superman could do. He he has a str- he has a strict code, like he j- he just does not kill. And to watch him murder somebody, one of his kind that he's feeling kind of out of place about, like oh I'm a Kryptonian, this guy's also a Kryptonian. Let me kill this motherfucker real quick. Like, that's so odd. I remember watching it for the very first time, and I got to that scene. I was like, okay, this is going to be like a cool final like beatdown scene. He snapped, snack. I was just like, wait, what? In the theater I was in, there was an audible gasp. Like, he snapped his neck, and I heard a bunch of people go, <gasps> Yeah, man, I was there with you. I remember that shit. It was weird. Yeah. I, I was so surprised. I mean, look. Like you said, he has a strict code, and he goes so far to not kill them that he throws them in a fucking mirror dimension. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, yes, that's ridiculous, but it also plays in to Superman's character and, you know, kind of the fictional nature of everything that we're talking about. A mirror dimension? Come on. I mean, it is probably a thing. We don't know about it yet. It's still cool, but yeah. <laughs> that's what should have been done in the movie or something something to that extent instead of him murdering somebody. Like, it's just not his character. No, you're, you're 100% right. Um, so, I mean, how would you fix that movie? What would you have done differently? What story would you have possibly told? Well, I think the biggest fix to the movie is don't kill Zod. <laughs> I think that's a simple one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it honestly, I really liked the movie itself, but it's once once you take away and change the fundamentals of the main character, that's just you can't do that. So, for me, that's really one of the only things I would have changed about it like in a major way, but no, it's just me. It would have helped to make Superman a little bit cheerier also. Yeah, like like be that a little bit more of that embodiment of the classic truth, justice, and American way. More of what they did toward the end of Justice League when he came back. Yeah, yeah. But I, I did like how 
how emotional they made Superman. Like, he's trying to figure himself out. And I'm not saying it's a bad you thing. Know? I'm just saying maybe they could have eased up a little bit. Yeah. They could have okay. put in a, sprinkled in a little bit more of that hopefulness and cheer. Right. Now, I'm not going to be a complete downer because there's precedent for Superman kind of having an attitude. Uh, the whole New 52 run, Superman's kind of uh, hot-headed, I'll say, but he's still Superman. He still has... he He inspires the hope and... And the justice and all that kind of stuff. So it was just a little, it was a little strange for me. Um, so then I guess we can move on to the next movie, which I blast with ridiculous regularity. Batman vs. Superman, Donna, Donna Justice. <laughs> oh my God, what a shit show. Okay. Just, all right. So really, a Man of Steel, what, what are you giving that rating? Is that is that going to be... Uh, home is that going to be an Applebee's dive bar or truck stop? It's probably, probably an a Applebee's. Dive, uh, Applebee's I would say between a dive bar and Applebee's. It's, yeah. If we had to lean toward one, I'd probably say Applebee's. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not great, but it's not what you want. So right? really, just the overall tone of the movie is not what you not what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Okay. No, oh, sorry, not to go not to go back. Did you guys like the fight scenes in that movie? Yes. They were fantastic. I, I did. There was a lot of people that were like, well, there was a lot of civilian casualties. Yeah. And yeah, there yeah. were. I was watching it again a few weeks ago now, and I was just like, yeah, a lot of people died. He killed a whole bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> like, unintentionally, but still. Okay. A lot of people died. So, so going yeah. forward, Batman versus Superman. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, this movie had some serious problems just logic issues character issues um to me it, it w- martha issues martha issues big many time, martha, martha, big issues. Time martha oh issues oh my god that was one of the worst things i think i've ever seen it was just sloppy right. writing is what it that was. was it really was you couldn't have thought of a any other way to no. link these two why you see a name why did you see that name I was like, come on, man. It's his mom's name. Oh, good for you. Best detective Cupcake. in the world. Oh, right? Jesus. Right? Greatest detective. Didn't know his fucking mom's name. Jesus mm. Christ. Mm. So it's like, all right. So I feel like almost like Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman movie, but got roped into making a Superman as well movie. Um, that would be a good title. <laughs> Batman <laughs> and Superman as well. <laughs> the dawn of justice sign me up well look let's let's not be completely negative the movie did have a couple of really good things about it one wonder woman yes uh, i thought the introduction of her is perfect because you don't get too much she's still shrouded in mystery until you see her again in her movie which is awesome um and i know it's polarizing but ben affleck is batman i loved it i Yay. loved that he encapsulated that whole Frank Miller style take no shit from anybody at any time Batman and it was awesome. Well, we'll, you know what? we'll touch back on Batfleck in a little bit yeah, now of course, with of course. new news about the character. So Yeah, yeah. I, I will say I did like him Ben Affleck better in Batman Batman versus Superman more than uh Justice League. Yeah, we'll so. we'll I'm sure we'll circle back to so, that. So yeah. I just wanted to get that off my chest. So, 
I feel like that movie was really just dark. Like Man of Steel was was like you know kind of broody, but that movie like I left there in a different headspace, right? Like I mean it w- it was just angry Batman all the time, angry Superman all the time. Wonder Woman was you know Wonder Woman. She got she got like. A bunch of guitars following her around yeah. every time she showed up. I love her theme. That theme song is fantastic. I love her theme. Yep. Uh, that might become a ringtone of mine at some point. <laughs> um, she's great. And then it's just like, and then Lex Luthor just. Okay, so Lex is probably one of my writing. least favorite parts of that movie. Because you have Lex Luthor in the comics, who's this, first off, freaking tall guy. Like, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg is kind of short. Um so you've got this really intimidating guy, very smart, logical, cool-headed, and just thinks his plans through. And then you shift to this movie, and you basically have a Joker clone. He's a kook. He's yeah. an, absolutely insane. And, and not even like a compelling-to-watch kook. He's just kind of... He's like eccentric to like the nth degree. It's, yeah. It's you're not like, fun. You're like, who did this to you? And I'm not necessarily <laughs> blaming Jesse Eisenberg. No, I'm blaming the writing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean the the writing the writing for this movie was a thing that was was just painful for me to watch. Honestly, I think their best bet would have been to cast Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. Oh, I think man. that would have been. I think fantastic. that would have been amazing, yeah. especially because he, he was right off that Breaking Bad run, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It would have been perfect. And I think he actually wanted to do it for a little while. It too. would have been a perfect casting. Yeah. But of course, we know that DC doesn't like to do perfect castings. But you know what? Well, they nailed Wonder Woman. I, I, I don't think, think they, they, they nailed her. But that's. <laughs> I, I think that. that um, I think that Brian Cranston would. Have... <laughs> 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 it took a second, but I caught it. <laughs> oh God. Oh, just listen to that again if you missed it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Well. Where were we? But I think Brian Cranston would have been uh, a great pick acting-wise. Yeah. But he's old, man. Like, Lex Luthor isn't that old. And That's true. In, like, the main it's stories. True. You know, right. and especially if they were banking on continuing this DCEU, he would have been really old by, you know, the fourth movie. That's true. Like, it just would not have worked. But acting would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right there. And then the, like, I felt like Doomsday came too soon. Like, we don't know the superman so like think about it from a comic book perspective you know you've known superman for since like the 1930s so you and when doomsday came around it was like the 90s so you've had about 60 years of history with this character and then he dies so you feel the emotional weight of that this superman has only been around for what 18 months yep. like how how do the people of this world really care about like like we said earlier He's he's killed a shit ton of people through just blatant destruction during this battle. Like I'm sure he's been doing stuff around the world to to kind of try and make right for that, but like you just don't forget about something like that in that short amount of time. 
so I mean, Doomsday came too quickly. So Superman's death wasn't really impactful for us as viewers. And it didn't feel like it should have been that impactful for the world. Yeah. Did uh, either of you watch the ultimate cut of BBS? No, I, I have I not yet. I couldn't do it. It actually, I, I don't want to say it makes the movie better, but it does explain a few things a little bit more. But like, one one thing that they did include in the ultimate cut was the very beginning when Lois is in, I forget where it was in the Middle East. Um, she was reporting on the war with the warlords and everything. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I remember. So when they dragged the camera guy off, they reveal that that is actually Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. So they kill Jimmy Olsen off immediately. Yeah. It's like, come on, it's like Which... Superman's best friend, dude. You just you know, dispose him like that. Now you get the man a name. They, you, they got they gave him a name in yeah, the yeah, ultimate cut. Yeah. <laughs> Not even know. the theatrical release. His just... name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> in death. Yeah. You have a name. And his name was Robert okay, we got it. Paulson. We got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, the death of Jimmy Olsen, it, it, it didn't didn't have any impact whatsoever. And it should have. And exactly. it, and it, and it, it definitely should have. Like he is like you just said, he is Superman's best friend. Like there are literal comics of Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Like. This is a major character in Superman's world, and you just kill him off in a theatrical release without even giving him a name. So unceremonious. Exactly. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen, Thirsty Lois. Bye, bitch. Uh, yeah, you, you, no, you don't do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then there's the whole Martha debacle. <sighs> like, that was just like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Sam. He, he's the world's greatest detective. You couldn't do a Google search on the dude? Like, yeah, man. like it's really not difficult. You're a billionaire. You're a billionaire. And you're you're a genius. You couldn't Google a dude's mom's name? You know he's Clark Kent. You know this. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's probably one of the first things that any detective would be like, his name is this. His parents are located here. That's probably where he'll go and hide away. Or something, you know. Yeah. You always know where the family is, and they, and they've they they know each other's identities. They figured it out because mm-hmm. they call each other by their first name during the fight. So it's just like, uh, just feels really flimsy. Just yeah. Like a, a really bad writing job. So it was uh, a rush job. It was. It was the and whole I, thing. The whole every every DC movie so far, except for Man of Steel. And even Man of Steel, I don't even I don't know when production started on that shit, but mm, I don't I don't know. Like after Man of Steel, I'm sure they they were thinking, ooh, we kind of got a good thing here. Let's keep doing this. Let's pump it out Marvel style as fast as we can. And you can really see it in the writing, um, and that and that goes for every single DC movie, every single one that they've made so far has lacked in writing and it is so clearly evident like i mean the the head of the dc studio uh what's his name john jeff johns yes john john berg yeah the new one 
Okay, so I'm talking about the old one. No, no. it is not Jeff Johns, and I'm going to bring that up in a little bit. Um, John- isn't he the old one? Didn't so, they just replace him? Sort of. No, so it, it, It's convoluted. Okay. Like I said, I'll, I'll bring that up in a little bit. So John, John Berg was in charge of DC Studios. Um, and he, so he came into Warner Brothers years ago um, with Elf which turned out to be a huge hit and everything. He had a couple, like a string of um, successful movies, and then they put him in charge of DC Studios. And he told Warner Brothers a a while ago, like years ago, that he didn't want to do that. But they put him there anyway. And then look what you got. If you you have one person in a machine, one cog... Of this very, like, comics is all about passion when it comes down to it. Yeah. If you if you are not passionate about the characters, the story, any any one little part of it, if you're not if your heart is not in it, it will show. And if you're not in it, and you make a decision for somebody else, that's going to affect so many other things and just cause a chain reaction. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. There, there have been very, there's very little character development in every DC movie. They tried to hodgepodge as many characters together as they could in each movie, and it was just everything has been a total rush job. Yeah, it's it's so it's backdoor, horrible. so backdoor. You're absolutely right. Um, and the last thing I really want to say was, like the CGI on that fight for Doomsday just looks shitty like it's just it's ugly it's, it's a like, vhs movie yeah it's, it's just not it's disappointing right because that character has such a cool look so badass right like something something so cool that should be able to kill superman and you look at that and you're just like it looks like a turd with uh sugar crystals sticking out of it looks like a ninja turtle on crack uh, yeah like it's like um oh god what was his name it was in like Secret of the Ooze, like one of the one of the the villain turtles. Oh yeah, uh, it was, like, it was Toka. I forget the names, I forget but the I name, know what you're but, talking about. But it just it looks like a really weird version of that. Ugh. All right, so wh- where are you, where are you guys rating this? I have a pretty good idea where it's going, but wh- where are you guys rating that one? Honestly, go ahead, Jesse. Truck stop. You're going truck stop. Hmm. I am going to go dive bar because I really like the action sequences. Uh, I know that sounds really shitty. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I will I will give you that. The action sequences were cool because they utilized some of that Zack Snyder style that you got in like movies like 300 where it was like almost kind of slow at times and they're really fast and like it played really, really interestingly. So, yeah, I, I will... I will give you that. And I really like the um, the gadget usage from from Batman, Batman? in 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 a uh, in all of his fights. Yeah, that's a good point. Like that's they really point. utilized all of his stuff. Like they're really playing off of Batman can't do shit except for utilize the gadgets <laughs> that he has through his wealth. <laughs> uh, like I just thought about like all the memes. It was like that part where Batman just fucking dis a fucking peers during that doomsday fight. Just like y'all got that. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you got two gods fighting yeah, this like, well, demon creature. Well, I'm cool. I'm just going to sit back here and sip on this cocktail real quick. This bat cocktail. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys in a little while. <laughs> yeah, Sam, I'm inclined to go with you. I was initially at that truck stop, but yeah, you're right. Dive bar. Maybe a little harsh there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if if there was a movie to go truck stop. Yeah. Mm. It, I'm thinking this more like a relative terms of the whole DCAU. That's the truck yep. stop movie. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. There Nailed you go. It. I would go with truck stop as well. Okay. On to Suicide Squad. I just, um, I mean, I felt like this movie, they wanted to capitalize on the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. I hate comparing the two movie universes. I can't stand it. But in this case, I think I have to. Oh, I, I thought think... you, I thought you were going to say they were trying to capitalize on uh, having Margot Robbie. Oh well, <laughs> it's hard not to. Uh, they wanted to like put that quirky group of people together and try and make it work, and it felt forced. And like the the villain didn't work. Like again, bad writing, just top to bottom bad writing. See, I don't really see the Guardians comparison here. I see them more trying to bank on the fact that DC has the more interesting villains. And so they're trying to work off of that angle. So I, I, I can see where you're coming from with the whole yeah, Guardians yeah. comparison, but I I, never, I didn't get that vibe when I was watching it. Okay, uh, I, I respect that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, like throughout all these, it's the writing. It's the writing. It's the writing. Like it was cool that we got a quick Flash cameo. It was cool we got a quick Batman cameo. But like after that, that movie kind of wore on me too. Yeah, it's. It, mm. it, it was just like, and the, like the logic behind it almost doesn't make sense, right? If like you really sit down and think about it, Amanda Waller puts together this team to potentially take down a Superman level threat. Who the fuck is touching Superman on that team? Just go through that team real quick in your brain. I would say the only one that has any chance would be Diablo, but even then. Like, if Superman comes at you and he's mad, like, who's not getting... They're all screwed. Who's not getting just ripped limb from... Like, literally ripped limb from limb. And, I mean, they weren't necessarily trying at the time, but in Justice League, the Justice League couldn't even do that. Exactly. So... I mean, yeah, look... They they were, particularly Diana was not really digging all that, but all right, we'll, we'll come back to that too. Yeah, uh, uh, Suicide Squad, yeah, no. If for they me. gave Deadshot a kryptonite bullet, then maybe possible. But, but then you had to like actually work that in somehow, and yeah, that that would probably be about the only so way. That, then so that premise is already a fail, right? And like it had a couple of cool action scenes for like a minute or two, but then like. Outside of that, it was like, why Why did I just sit in this theater for like two and a half hours? Margot Robbie's great. I would love to see her be involved in this universe more. Um, again, uh, polarizing. Some people don't like him. I do. Will Smith, I think, is cool as Deadshot. Um, I, I was a little hesitant at first when they first announced it because I just couldn't picture him. But after I saw him, I, I did like him in it. What- what did you guys think about Jared Leto? You know, it's a different take. It's a different take on Choker. It's a very different take. In my opinion, we didn't see enough of him to really get a feel for him. I 100% agree. I think people were like, well, uh, Heath Ledger's still the best Joker of all time. I'm like, well, 
we don't really even know what the hell Jared Leto's Joker is. He was in it for like maybe five total minutes. Yeah, and it was like, I don't know anything about him. I know nothing. I, I know he's the Joker, and I know he looks a little aesthetically different from the Joker that we're used to seeing. I don't know anything about this guy. And while we're talking about the Joker, when they were doing the promotions for this movie, they really yeah. made it seem like the Joker was the big threat of this movie. Yes. And that yes. they were that was what oh. the whole movie was gonna revolve around. And then you go into it and you have this whole different threat and the Joker's barely in it, and so many people were upset over this. It's so messed up, man. Like you even Jared Leto, the goddamn guy who is <laughs> playing the character thought he was going to be in the movie substantially more, probably because they shot enough footage to make an entire fucking movie out of him and Margot Robbie. Yep. So if I was Jared Leto, I'd be like, well, where the hell is the movie that we shot, and where am I in this movie? And now I didn't see the extended cut for this one, which is a whole nother issue that DZ has, is that they're yep. putting out all the best bits in the extended parts that actually make the movie somewhat worthwhile. But I, I, like I said, I haven't seen the, the extended cut for this one. And I feel like that might help remedy that a little bit. I've heard that that actually does shine a little bit more light onto the soul and yeah. give him a little bit more screen time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree there. Um, we'll see. Because I think, I think I heard some things about the Suicide Squad 2 movie saying there would be more Joker. And aren't they doing a whole Joker and Harley movie? Or pl- they were planning on it at one they, point. They were at one point, but then I heard like Leo, like they they didn't like Jared Leto had no idea about whether or not that was actually happening. He'd heard rumors, and it's the same thing with Ben Affleck as Batman, and it's it's kind of driving me crazy a little bit. They they do not know what they're doing. They don't like. I, I'm sure you guys have heard about this, but yeah. So they were supposed to do the Joker. And Harley spinoff movie with Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. But that kind of turned into, so let's do one of those movies, not have it be in continuity. And hmm, how about this? What do you think about Leo DiCaprio as the Joker? And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? And then Jared Leto hears about this, I uh, think, via Twitter. And he's just not knowing what the hell is going on at all. I mean, how bad is it that your actors do not even know the level of involvement that they have signed on to? Guarantee you, I know, like you said earlier, Mike, that you hate to compare universes, but shit, this is real life, man. You you ask any actor or actress from the Marvel Universe about their involvement in the in the films, they could probably tell you, if they haven't signed an NDA, what exactly that will entail. I guarantee you Tom Holland knows what he's doing through 2025. Yep. I, I think you're absolutely right there. And, I, I mean, that's, that's one of the problems of this whole universe. So I want to circle back to uh, Suicide Squad real quick. And we brought up earlier that they won an Oscar for costume design and makeup, which is cool. Yeah, great. Don't get me wrong. Good, good for the good costume on you, designers. Like, that's awesome. That is, that is your craft. However, the again, it's a, a reoccurring theme, and it drives me nuts. The CGI at the end with the Enchantress battle. Jesus God, why? 
like she was just like doing that weird shaky side swirly arm hippie type thing and it was like it and it looked so bad it was like like you almost I, have to laugh and i yeah like I, I i actually literally did chuckle when i saw it i was like what what the fuck is this <laughs> like what I, I i've seen video games from like 15 years ago that that have had better like cutscene animation than we got in- integrated into that movie and it drives me a little insane now so i i just recently watched uh blade yeah would you say is on the level of the cgi at the end of blade with all the the, the ghouls and demons flying around the first one the first one yeah I don't remember that. I'd have to watch it again. Okay. But probably. Like, yeah. It's it's just not good. That's it's really not good. Like I I compare it to like a literally like Xbox 360 game and like one that wasn't even good at the time. Like that's that's how bad it it looked to it, me. Embarrassing. It is. It is. Especially uh, especially when you see the effects that Marvel Kevin's pulling out of his ass. That's true. I mean, he's just shitting CGI. All right, so, and so it's then good. Let's let's kind of just push this along because I, I really want to get this next movie really badly. Uh, so, w- w- what's your rating on that one? I'd probably, if if I'm being generous, I'd go Applebee's, but probably Dive Bar. I'm going Dive Bar. I'm going Dive Bar. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, now I want to get to the Shining Bastion, the Beacon of Hope. Of the DC Universe, Wonder Woman. Home bathroom. D- d- done. Home just bathroom. Done. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to toss it out there. Uh, first of all, theme song. Amazing. Oh, my God. Um, I love it every time it pops up. Time period. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's something different. Yeah. And hey, guess what? Character development. Yeah. <gasps> Actual character development. And the, the, the one thing that I really loved about it, and one of the things I love about Wonder Woman in general, is that she's a female icon but without being preachy and like shoving it down my throat. And I love that. I love when you're able to work in like these real social issues, these, these, these things that go on in society and you don't shove it down my throat. You go, Oh cool. I never thought about it that way. And I just move on to watching her just rip through a battlefield of world war one soldiers. And it's awesome. You know, the movie was that so fun. no man's land scene where she's just tearing across the battlefield oh, getting yeah. shot at the great. entire time. Oh, oh. And I, it, I heard a rumor that they were actually considering cutting that yeah. scene at the beginning. Oh, that's yeah. so dumb. They, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad the they kept that thing. in. Uh, and, and again, that Zack Snyder style, fast, slow mm-hmm. uh, type battle, it worked beautifully. And mm-hmm. I just like I got to give props to that director. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Oh my God! Just direct every Wonder Woman. Like huh. D- DC, if you listen to this, just give it to her and just just step away, step away. And Let be her cool, work man. her magic. She knows what she's Dude. doing with the character. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, it's so good. I, I I could just, I just want to. I, like I got it for my wife for for Christmas, and I was like, yeah, this movie's amazing. We're just gonna watch it all the time. It's so good. Uh, and then uh. The last movie that we've seen thus far, Justice League. We did an entire podcast on it. If you haven't listened to it, it's our very first one. Really good. Hold on. Hold on. House bathroom for Wonder Woman. 
Oh yeah, we already, we said, already that. said that. We said that up, up at the top. Oh, yeah, we said that right as we introduced it. Jesus, I don't know where I am. Okay. You even said it. I did. I yeah. yes. Okay, I think I. You know what? Honestly, I'm I'm thinking so hard about this movie because we just ripped through like three other horrible, horrible movies and uh-huh. how they were horrible, and I feel like we just totally blew through Wonder Woman just because it's amazing. Yeah, It's look, because this whole segment is what went wrong with DC, but that one didn't go wrong. I know. So it, Again, just, it just feels yeah, so wrong. Uh, CGI in that one as well. I just don't don't think they budget well. And I think that's the problem there. They just don't do a really great job, and that shows up a lot in Justice League as well. Steppenwolf just kind of just, uh, I don't know. Same, same thing. Uh, Xbox 360, PS2. <laughs> Type of, type of game like it's just like uh it just it doesn't even look right like why is your your mouth on your ear like it doesn't even did you glitch out in there somewhere <laughs> like i don't even understand what's going on uh, uh but i mean just like what was a good movie right? i i was actually just talking to my coworker about this the other day it's not what a day bad it was thursday if you're That's really that day. concerned okay keep going ends in one um <laughs> so it wasn't a Bad movie. It wasn't a, like a great movie, but it wasn't like as bad as the critics are making it seem. Well, I think <laughs> here's the, <laughs> here's the problem. We're so accustomed to just being handed cat shit on a plate. We <laughs> actually got a steak. We were just like, wait, what? What's your game here, Mister? Because I'm used to cat shit. I will eat that cat shit. Because I have to eat that cat shit, but if you're gonna hand me a steak, I will not eat cat I will, poop. I will not eat cat poop. You will you eat, cat, eat poop. cat poop. So I mean, Justice League, you know, it brought back the things that we've we've enjoyed so far, right? We got we got Wonder Woman, which we loved, Batman, which which I I loved. I loved this iteration. Then we get introduced to the Flash, who's a scene stealer, complete scene stealer. Oh yeah, we get Cyborg. Again, CGI a little weird, but you know there's potential for that character. You get you get Aquaman, whose movie I'm actually kind of excited for. I never thought that I would say I'm excited for something <laughs> Aquaman related, but I am looking forward to it. You're absolutely right. And then we get a really good comics accurate Superman, and it felt About fucking awesome. time. It felt great. And One of the that, only good things about that movie. For me personally, yeah, character-wise, yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Um, you, you know, the movie felt big, like it was leading to something, and it seemed to set up a couple of different things, and then we're on the cusp of having that all taken away from us again. You know, so all right, so the well, where where are you going there? I'm going Applebee's. I would probably good, go to Applebee's. But it has yeah, fun. it's got potential. It had potential to set things up. Despite any other shit oh, that's happened since yeah, then, we, we got we got Deathstroke. We got a good Deathstroke. We got a good Deathstroke and a Lex Luthor who looks like he's actually kind of back conniving. to normal. Yeah, like like the guy that we want. So that, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it an Applebee's. Um, I mean, I I know we talked about Justice League before. Yeah, I I'm only giving it the Applebee's status because. If you're looking at it from the perspective of it being oh, like a really good live action movie with um, really great dialogue, you're you're not gonna get it. 
But if you look at the movie, like it was written for a DC animated movie that was translated into live action. Yeah. That's essentially what you got. Yeah. So if you can have that imagination and roll with that, um, you're going to be much better off. Let's so, be honest for, for a second. They're killing the animated Oh, yeah, DC's animated is the best division. They should probably just take those writers and apply them to the live action. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, that's a maybe perfect not, idea. Though. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, animate, writing for animated films is... It's true. Animated, you can do a lot more stuff. You, you The dialogue can be a lot more ludicrous because of the context. Ludicrous speed. Ludicrous will not be in the... God damn it, Mike. He will not be in the movie. Okay? Watch him show up as like the trickster or some shit. What's up, guys? <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, go, getting back to Justice League. And and honestly, I I thought about this today. And I'm going to go so far as to apply the whole dialogue for an animated film to... Every single DCEU movie so far. It is, for me, the dialogue is cringeworthy. Every movie. Um, I'm just sitting there like, really? Like, that's how you're going to do it? Uh, okay. Good like, it looks, it looks kind of awkward coming out of, coming out of your mouths, but all right. If that's how you want to do it, that's fine. Um, and it honestly just all rolls back to the person who's in charge of it all and not being passionate about wanting to do it. He told them he didn't want to do it. So it's just, for me, it just snowballed into all the rest. You know, you can, you can try and pick the best people to, to write, write the stories and do the CGI. But like at the end of the day, if your heart's not in it, everything else is not going to fall in place. And for me, every DC movie, mm, the writing and the dialogue did not fall. So that brings up uh, a natural segue for um, what I wanted to roll into after that, which was a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, right? So we've had we have a lot of movies on the docket that have yet to come out. Um, we have uh, Flash, we have Aquaman, we have Shazam, we have another Justice League, Cyborg, a Green Lantern Corps, and another Wonder Woman. All those are, are slated to come out. The whether, huh? whether or not the Flash actually comes out at this point yeah. is another issue. So that's that's one of the pieces of the behind the scenes stuff that I kind of wanted to talk about. So, and I want to start with what you were just talking about, Sam, with the leadership. So, and and I and I want to point out something else real quick. Um, the DC Entertainment president, Diane Nelson. All right, so I, I have a quote here. There's no insistence upon an overall storyline or interconnectivity in the universe. See the DC movie universe being a universe, but one that comes from the heart of the filmmaker who's creating them. What the actual shit? <laughs> so I, I agree. And and this this quote comes after Justice League. So what the actual shit. <laughs> so that that's a problem so, in and of itself. So I wanted to say that. Before we get into talking about all these solo slated movies, because now what the actual hell uh, is it going to be the same actors if it's not in the same universe? Um, 
they're all going to be solo films, so they could technically recast all these people. So that that's one of the things I'm looking at, right? So we have, like, Justice League didn't meet their lofty standards. They didn't get an Avengers-level billions of dollars worldwide in the box office. So the the problem there is that then they decided to, hey, we're going to replace uh, Borg with Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns, to me, was the perfect guy. You want that guy in charge. He's passionate. He knows these characters. He's been a writer for these characters. He knows what dialogue should and should not work. Honestly, he, I thought he... I, I assumed that he was in charge of DC Studios, and then when I found out Berg was, I thought it was a joke especially and especially after reading what i did about you know how he thought of his position like are you kidding me warner brothers like jesus christ go on like it's 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 super frustrating so then they they remove any kind of film from jeff johns and then they hire uh walter hamada i guess is his name um to oversee the comic movies over at warner and that's the problem like i don't know who this guy is he, he's had some experience i suppose but what like how do i what do i know about your your passion as a comics fan like i, I guess like the only thing we can say is we don't know him so he could surprise us he could that that's we, we, we don't know correct. until this next movie comes out whatever the next one's slated to be at this point it's supposed to be Flash, the Flash, and I kind of want to move to that really quickly too, because first of all, you're doing Flashpoint as a movie, which to me shouldn't happen until we have the Flash a little more established as a character, mm-hmm. as opposed to I just have kind of pushed people away, out of the way, type of thing. Uh, and then this movie has had now three sets of directors. It's signed uh, Seth Graham Smith, uh, who did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and then kicked him to the curb. And then then they signed uh, Rick, uh, I'm going to ruin this name, uh, Famuya? I don't know. F-A-M-U-Y-I-W-A. I'm not even going to try. He was the one that was on it for the longest time before yeah. they got rid of him. Yeah, and and here's the crazy thing. They both left for what what was cited as creative uh, differences, <laughs> which is a problem, right? Because you need to kind of allow these directors to make the movie that they sign up to make. So now they have, directing the film, two writers from Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. And uh, you know what? The, the vibe from Spider-Man can really kind of match the enthusiasm that the flash really embodies like spider-man flash to me their personalities are so similar they are and i think it was a really good move to bring these guys on from homecoming the most successful and more importantly most true to character i feel spider-man that we have gotten to date that's true however the problem here is who knows if they are going to stick around? They've just like parted ways with directors left and right. You don't you don't really go through that that much. 
And last I heard, they were even thinking about recasting Iris West. Like, they have someone already for the part, and they were uh, this very close yeah. to just saying, you know, we're going to recast you. She was supposed to be in the Justice League movie, and they cut her. Yeah, she was. So it, it's just weird that we're we're going through all that right now. Um, is it really, though, that weird? Like, Well, mm. I think the weird part is that it's all playing out publicly, right? Yeah, it's 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 a and not so young, which is the part that makes it awkward. And not so young studio going through growing pains. Yeah, like yeah, and like you said, publicly. So eh, it's it's really kind of embarrassing for them. <laughs> and I'm glad that they have made that change uh, in studio heads. And like an, another, and this is a biggie. Uh, we've kind of t- uh, touched on this before. Um, the whole recasting of Ben Affleck as Batman, like that resurfaced again that just this week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I just, thought it was basically all but confirmed at this point. It's like I heard like Suicide Squad two is Affleck's last run as Batman, but it's like, so how do you reconcile that? Like, how do you make that work? And I just don't look. I don't know what their plan is. I don't. There, there's just no they don't know what their plan is. Yeah, but that and that is the more concerning thing. You seem to be just flying by the seat of your pants. What are we doing? Well, that's why, and that's and that's why they're Ben Affleck. Probably, aside from everything else that might be going on, probably is so back and forth with the whole playing Batman. Like it, it actually totally makes sense if you think about it. So he was supposed to write, direct, and star in The Batman. Then he dropped out as being um, a writer. Then he dropped out as being a director. Now he's kind of just there, maybe. And honestly, it's probably because, um, you know, he probably had a draft of The Batman. DC Studios, what do you think? Well, it doesn't fit in. It might not fit in with our continuity for the extended universe. Uh, okay, well, but that's bullshit you, right there because you, they have no continuity. Can you can you let me in on the continuity? No, I'm sorry. We actually uh, we're 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 not sure right now. Well, what the hell? Then what am I supposed to write? Can I can I be let in on this continuity so I can write my movie? Uh, sorry, uh, we we don't know right now we lost it, that paperwork so so then <laughs> Affleck's like well then I'm not fucking writing this thing and while I'm at it I'm not gonna direct it either because no one else knows what's going on so what the fuck and I think that's what happened there yeah I, I mean it's a shame it's it's a real shame like we and like don't don't take don't walk away from this podcast thinking oh man these guys just hate dc movies like we're like this because we love them we want to love them so much we hold these characters in such reverence like that's why we're so angry about it because we're so we're so passionate about them messing it up as as a kid like you know we all grew up like watching reading whatever batman superman flash it's it's fantastic um but yeah, I feel like they they've really done us a disservice, and I think they can they can turn it around. Like Wonder Woman showed you, okay, we can do this, but we have to put the right people 
in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I think they really need to take a step back, look at the big picture, and make sure that we're doing those three things. I think they need to take a step back and look at the big picture in a sense that they need to look at all the cogs that go into the machine. Yep. In the sense that you have all these characters, and instead of throwing them all together in these rushed-out movies, you need to take years in between each one and really get the writing right for a Flash movie. Then you need to really get the writing right for an Aquaman movie. Sit on the next script for another two, two and a half years. Write it, sit on it, do rewrites. Really get it right. Put out another movie. You know, that's that's how it works. When when you look at the Nolan trilogy, the thing the thing that he says was that made his films most successful was he had time to breathe. He had time to breathe and he didn't need to conform to everybody else's storyline. He could focus on his one character and really flush out that entire story top to bottom. And then you know what? At the end of those three movies, if he were to place uh, Christian Bale's Batman in a, a team film, that would have worked. Because you know everything that that Batman had been through up to that point. What do you like? What do you know about this Batman up to now? What do you know about the Flash? What do you know about Cyborg? You know almost nothing except for I, I the little... I argue that you do that, you have the same thing with Superman as well. Yeah. Like, Wonder Woman, I think, is the only character that we actually know a damn thing about because they gave her actual character development. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was successful. That's that's it. It's not hard. It's not hard to figure out. Like, it really isn't. You People have done the work before. Look at it. History repeats itself. If something works, do it. But put your own twist to it. No pun intended. Hey! So, I mean, I'll I'll drop this as my final comment in there. Like, there is... There's hope, right? Like, as, as we've seen these last two really big movies in Wonder Woman and Justice League, they're moving in the right direction. They, they've kind of understood, hey, we need to fix some things. It's not going to be easy... It's probably not going to be pretty, but we can make this work. How consistent they can be is the thing that has me most concerned. Um, But I think if you, again, put the right people in the right place at the right time, you got it. You can deal with it. Find find a leader for these studios who's passionate about these characters, who's passionate about putting out good stories that appeal to everyone, not just maybe comic book fans. Uh, find the actors, and I and I will give them. I will give them props. I think they've got the right actors. They definitely do, and that's that's another frustrating thing for me personally, is because they have great actors and actresses. Yep. For all these parts, like they did a great job casting, and that's something I will give DC credit for. Yeah. Um, but they don't. They didn't write it well. Yeah. So that's what you get. Find the right directors. Find the right writers. And you'll have a product that you can be proud of. You'll have a, a movie cinematic universe that you can be proud of. Moreover, it will make you a crap ton of money because people won't be slamming it all the time. 
The next DC movie is Aquaman at this point, correct? I believe so. I think that's later this year. Yeah, it's supposed to be November, I think. Yep. Which is frustrating because The Flash was supposed to be this March, but is now, uh. what, 2020? <laughs> I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it was supposed to be my birthday treat this year. <laughs> so, real quickly, uh, just a couple things. Uh, outside of DC, Dan Slott, Mike, I'm sure you've read this. Uh-huh. He has been removed from Spider-Man. He hasn't been removed. He'd always been always been planning to leave. Yep. And 20, 2014, I think he said he started a plan that would get him to exit Spider-Man at issue number 801. And now he's moving on to Iron Man. That's right. Now, so he, he wrote the whole, like, Doc Ock takes over Peter Parker's body storyline, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I read that he's in kind of a, a tiff with Marvel Kevin. And he he wants to not only make a change to the Iron Man comic character by removing his facial hair, but <gasps> he is in a big tiff with Marvel Kevin because he wants them to remove Robert Downey Jr.'s facial hair from Infinity War to match his upcoming uh, run on Iron Man comics. Hang the man. Um, much like uh, Henry Cavill from Justice League. Uh, we'll see. So, I, I, I don't know how much I buy into that. Sometimes those stories get a little um, overblown. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of weird to, uh, to try and force the movie, guys. I, usually it's the other way around. I know Marvel does like to have their characters like reflect how they are in the movies and in the comics, like that. Have like that unified vision of the character for at least a little while, but that doesn't always hold true. Yeah, that would be pretty weird if they did that. I, I think the facial hair is one of the iconic things about Iron Man at this point. Yeah, especially now that you have Doctor Strange on top of it, the facial hair bros. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just brought that up. Well, I mean. <laughs> He, he he took away Peter Parker's personality. Well, I'll say that five times. Um, he took away Peter Parker's personality from Spider-Man. So who's to say he won't take away the the facial hair from Iron Man? Hmm. Hmm. Monster. Who? Who? Jesse? He could. Who says? He could. Who says he won't? I say he won't. <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I don't know. That just feels like a weird change for no reason. Possibly. I don't know. I haven't read a. I don't know what he intends to do with the character. We'll see. This we'll has see. been Mike has been trolled by Sam. <laughs> you son of Edition a bitch. one. Got you guys though. Ha. Anything else from you guys? No, I think I'm good. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for stopping in again and listening to the Twistcast, the official podcast of the Twisted Cape. I hope you guys enjoyed as usual. Uh, I know we did. And be sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, check out our tweets. We tweet a lot. And everybody, stay twisted.